It is Thursday, March 25th here in Draft Shark Studios in sunny and warm Rochester, New York. It's the kind of day Jared wants to waste on the golf course, but I would rather spend it doing podcasts and projections. This is the 10th quick hit pod in our Dynasty Prospects Scouting Report series. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. And we're now up to 15 Dynasty Prospects Scouting Reports on DraftSharks.com. Every single one is free to read. We will keep on stacking them right up until the NFL Draft. You can check out every one of the accompanying podcasts by subscribing to the DraftSharks YouTube channel and or any of our podcast feeds. Today rounds out the Alabama trifecta with one of the biggest names and smallest bodies in this year's class, it's Heisman winning wideout Devontae Smith. Jared, give me the background on this unicorn. Yeah, I think if you were paying any attention to college football last season, you kind of know what Devontae Smith did. Um, you know, really one of the biggest seasons we've ever seen from a college wide receiver. He finished with 117 catches, 1,856 receiving yards, 23 receiving touchdowns. That was the sixth most yards and the fifth most uh, receiving touchdowns ever in NCAA history. Um, obviously, he had huge market shares with those numbers, 36% of Alabama's catches, 40% of the receiving yards, 55% of the receiving touchdowns, huge numbers and numbers we don't really see at Alabama just because they're usually so stacked with talent. Now, Devontae Smith did benefit from Jalen Waddell, who you know is going to be also going to be a first round pick next month. His absence for a lot of the season. Waddle was really only healthy for the first four games of the season. But, you know, Smith still posted massive numbers in those four games with Waddle. He averaged nine and a half catches, 121 yards, and one touchdown in those four games. His market share is in those four games 40% of the catches, 31% of the yards, and 33% of the touchdowns. So, you know, he wouldn't have had as big a season, I'm sure, if Waddle stayed healthy, but it still would have been a huge, huge season. As you mentioned, uh, Smith became the first wide receiver to win the Heisman since Desmond Howard back in 1991. Detractors will point to the fact that, you know, Smith was a fourth year senior last year. You know, we prefer these guys to come out early, um, but I don't know. I think his 2019 junior season was just as impressive as last year because it came alongside Jalen Waddle plus Jerry Judy plus Henry Ruggs, you know, two guys who were first round picks last year. Um, Smith led that Alabama team in yards with 1,256 and receiving touchdowns with 14. He finished second to Jerry Judy in catches with 68. Uh, The market shares that year for Smith, 24% of the receptions, 28% of the yards, 29% of touchdowns. So not huge shares, but when you put it into context that he's, you know, playing with three other NFLers or future NFLers, I think, you know, again, I, I think 2019 was nearly or as impressive as 2020. Smith didn't you know, really break out until that 2019 season, though. Uh, 2018, as a sophomore, he finished behind Judy Ruggs, Waddle, and Irv Smith in catches that season for that Alabama team. And then only caught eight balls as a freshman back in 2017. So, you know, we got, we got two big seasons of production from Smith at Alabama. Yeah, so that alludes to a couple of the questions with Devontae Smith. Breakout age has become a big thing in projecting dynasty uh, prospects. That is the age at which a, a player, a wide receiver in this case, hits the 20% dominator rating for the first time in his college career. As you mentioned, relatively late for Smith. He was 21 in his breakout season. He generally like to see a wideout do that earlier. And dominator rating... The baby of Frank DuPont, who you might know as, might have known as Fantasy Douche on Twitter, 
that measures a wideout's share of his offense's receiving production. So Smith, for his career, had a 28% dominator rating, according to Andrew Erickson of Pro Football Focus. That's the same as Jamar Chase had at LSU. It's behind Rashad Bateman and a few other guys in this class. But Smith's 2020 dominator rating was 47%. It was the fourth best single season mark of any player in this class. He did beat Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, and Jalen Waddell in dominator in that 2019 season that you already mentioned. So I think we'll get more into stuff like that as we get into the fantasy outlook section in the end. But you know, there is a little bit to question with Devontae Smith, which we'll get to first. Let's get into the film review. And Jared, what did you see when you watched him on tape? He's my favorite player to watch in this year's wide receiver class. I Probably my favorite player in the last few classes. I kind of first fell in love with Smith when I was studying Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs last year, watching all those Alabama games. And, and I thought Smith looked like their best wide receiver in most of those games. I mean, it just kind of makes everything look easy. I think he's a complete, complete receiver. There's no weakness to his game. You know, he, he can win on short stuff with the releases and the quickness. He he can win in the inter- intermediate game. He has the speed to get deep. He just has like easy, effortless, like gliding speed. It doesn't even look like he's trying. He just runs by defenders. He also has a big catch radius and we'll get into the size thing, but you know, he is six foot one and he has a long arm. So, you know, he's a big target, a bigger target than I think you'd think for his quarterback. Reliable hands can win contested stuff. Smith was one of only two players in the NCAA last season to receive a 90 plus receiving grade from pro football focus inside the red zone. So I think, you know, that speaks to his ability to, you know, do stuff in tight quarters, which you might not expect of a receiver from of his size. There's really not a whole lot else to say here. I don't think the guy was awesome. He put up one of the best college football seasons ever at the position. The argument against Devonte Smith, I don't think is on tape. So, I mean, unless you have anything else for this section, we can move on to the fantasy outlook. Cause I think that's where, you can see maybe some merit to the argument against Smith. What, what do you have in the fantasy outlook for Devontae Smith? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't see how you can knock him based on the tape. I don't think you can knock him based on the production, even if his you know breakout age was a bit later than we'd like. The, the knock on him, and, and it is a it's a valid concern, is his weight. He's 170 pounds. He weighed in at 170 at his pro day. The only receiver in recent memory to be consistently productive in that weight range is Deshaun Jackson. Smith would be an outlier if he, you know, succeeds at the NFL at that weight. Drew Osinchuk, he's at DF Bean Counter on Twitter. You should definitely follow him for for dynasty stuff. He's awesome. Um, he's done a lot of work into the correlation between BMI, which is you know basically a measure of a, a, a person's height versus weight and fantasy production. So what he does is he groups wide receivers into two buckets. Alpha wide receivers are guys with BMIs of 26 or more. Betas are wide receivers with a BMI below 26. Smith pretty easily falls into that second group. His BMI is somewhere between 22 and 23. And you know that's worrisome because based on Drew's work, only 37% of betas drafted in the first round. So you know these are you know highly regarded incoming rookies. Only 37% of betas ever recorded a wide receiver two season as a pro first 55% of alpha wide receivers recorded at least one wide wide receiver two season. And the split's pretty similar. If you're looking at wide receiver one seasons, only 26% of first round betas had at least one wide receiver one season versus 41% of alphas. So Smith's weight is definitely less than ideal. His body type though is different than a lot of guys that weigh 170 pounds because again, he's six foot one. So he's not short. And he has a 78 and a half inch wingspan that lands him in the 72nd percentile among all wide receivers. So he has 
long arms. And you know, if you've seen the guy, if you watched him play, you know he has long arms. He again he uses those for that big catch radius. So he, he just has a body type that really we we haven't seen in the NFL yet. That's the thing. So it, the BMI stuff is out there. You'll find a lot of people who just scoff at the mere notion of knocking Smith for his BMI. And I think that's stupid. I mean, the only reason anyone's going to point to BMI as a potential issue for a receiver in the NFL is because they studied the history and have found that players in the same bucket that Devontae Smith is in that category have not tended to succeed as much as other players. Does that mean that he can't work out? Of course not. And I don't think Drew or anybody else who is wary of Smith because of his BMI is going to say the guy is an absolute bust. There's no way that he's going to do anything in the NFL. That said, there are outliers all the time. Betting regularly on outliers isn't a smart strategy. So I can understand saying, I'm just going to stay away from the outlier because that's a safer way to go. But the other hand is if you never take a shot on an outlier, then you're going to limit your upside on your fantasy roster, whatever format you're playing. So if you're looking at how skinny Devontae Smith is and just saying he's not going to be able to put up big NFL numbers because he's too skinny and he's going to get manhandled by NFL corners, I don't think that's a valid concern because the NFL has engineered its rules to make that extremely difficult to do, at least on a consistent basis. The, the rules work against you know bigger corners pushing around smaller receivers. The NFL wants receiving production. So I wouldn't plan on that, and I would bet on Devontae Smith's Uh, NFL coaches being able to scheme him to get open if that becomes an issue and helping him add weight if that's possible for his body. Now, like I said, I don't think there are a significant number of people that are actually saying Smith is going to suck in the NFL. He's just going to be terrible. The real question, I think, is who does he fall behind here? Does he fall behind Jamar Chase? Is he behind Rashad Bateman on your board, Jalen Waddell? Any other wideouts that you like at the top of the class? I think in most cases, if you have Devontae Smith third or lower among wideouts or you know outside the top five overall in your rookie rankings, you're probably not going to get him. That's okay to me if you prefer Rashad Bateman. I mean, Bateman does beat him in career dominator, as I mentioned before. Bateman beats him in breakout age. He was a market share winner. So Bateman's a good prospect as well. If you want Rashad Bateman over Devontae Smith, that's fine. Jamar Chase seems like the near consensus as like the safest wideout in this class, safest. Nobody's 100%, but he looks like the consensus safest wideout in this class. So beyond those two guys, I think I'm going to go ahead and bet on Devontae Smith being an outlier, especially if, I don't know if it's fair to say it's a floor, but if the starting point is that he's Deshaun Jackson in the NFL, I'll take that, that he is a slower Deshaun Jackson with a more refined and maybe more well-rounded game. Yeah, I mean, he, he's not a perfect prospect because of that size, but there are very few perfect prospects. You can find flaws and, you know, things to be concerned about with most of these guys. I mean, even Jamar Chase, I mean, he had just one big season. I mean, uh, we, we've talked about him. I've wrote about him. It was a massive season alongside Justin Jefferson. For me, it's Chase 1, Smith 2. Now, Bateman is closer to Smith than I thought he was going to be when I started this process. To me, Smith and Bateman are in the same tier. They're probably both a tier below Chase. Like to me, Chase is the clear number one just because of that production. Did it at a big program, and he he has that alpha size. You know, the size we want to see out of a guy who you know hopefully will become a number one wide receiver for his NFL team. But I'm not overly overly concerned with Smith's weight just because really because we saw him dominate so strongly against sec competition like you know he he was facing future nfl cornerbacks on, on a weekly basis at alabama especially when waddle went down last year i mean you know smith was obviously the focal point of opposing defenses and still dominated so i i just don't think 
the weight is going to stop him from being successful at the NFL level, even now if it does make him a, you know, quote unquote outlier. I think it's important to look at what the downside is in betting on Smith here. Is the downside that he's more of a Will Fuller type where he misses a few games every year, but he's explosive when he's on the field? I mean, I don't think that he's going to be Todd Pinkston where he gets into the NFL and he's just too skinny and he stinks. I, I don't think that that is the downside. So, you know, again, if you're weighing him against Rashad Bateman, I could see Bateman being ahead of him. And I think that it will depend somewhat on where both of these guys land. I think if mm-hmm. one guy lands in Miami and the other guy lands in a much better spot for immediate production, I could see Bateman even hopping over Devontae Smith. But uh, uh, Devontae Smith's definitely not moving any further than that down my board. And I think he's probably number two right now, you know, in the vacuum that we're in at the moment. Yeah, two good points I'm glad you brought up there. One is, you know, it sure seems like Smith's going to have draft capital on his side. Um, it seems like he's going to be a top 10 pick, potentially even a top five pick. The, the other point you, you brought up is durability, um, and Smith was super dur- durable at Alabama. He was he got knocked out of that national championship game last year with a dislocated finger. Like, you know, that, that that's a fluke thing. That's not something you're going to worry about at the NFL level. Besides that, he only missed one game over his first three seasons with a hamstring injury. So, you know, he, he played, again – um, at a high level program and what was durable for the most part. Yeah. But Jared, how skinny are those fingers? Are they too skinny for the NFL? <laughs> I'm sure they're long, they're long and skinny. Check out draftsharks.com for the full scouting report on Devonte Smith, plus 14 others so far, many more to come. As I've mentioned, the prospect scouting reports are all free to read, but you should lock in your DS insider access. That way you can see where Devonte Smith sits in our dynasty rankings right now, as well as accessing our 2020 run redraft rankings and the MVP draft board, which are both already live for the coming season. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at draft sharks. Jared is at Smola DS. I am at Shauf DS. It's S C H A U F for Jared Smola and the rest of the draft sharks crew. I'm at Shauf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.